this is really interesting. Neither of us are on dating apps for obvious reasons. And that would be bad. That would be very bad. I saw a TikTok this week where the guy said, hey, does it ever feel like you're just not getting you're, you're not getting interest? It's likely that your profile is being pushed down or being less prioritized, maybe because you have a shitty profile. So here's what you do. You ready for this? Okay. You flip your account to be same sex. Okay. Only for a short period of time. Do the exact same account. You wait until you're getting nonstop likes, right? Because if it is specifically in our situation, if we're looking for female company and we switch it to male, most men are thirsty and they're going to start swiping for just about everything. Oh, I see where that you're going holds with true this. for men and women. So your profile holds on to all of this info, info and positive response. It moves you up within the algorithm. So you do that for a couple of weeks. Don't interact with people unless you're interested. Go for it. Then by all means, do whatever you want. But then you switch it back to female and all of that data stays and your profile goes higher. Therefore, you'll probably get more likes. That's called winning the game. And some of you, you know who you are, just lost the game. <laughs> Welcome to There's a Sub for That. I'm your host, Scott. I'm your other host, Willie. This week, it just felt a little bit more uh, more natural to have this natural introduction. I think we're both just tired. So. Yeah, it's been a long week. A fucking long week. Can we all agree, every listener out there, that if you came to the show hoping that we'd give you the old regular programming, it's just not going to happen. Can we just Can we just have a conversation and just talk? That's what I would like to do. Uh, some podcasts that you listen to or some radio shows, anything uh, content media wise, you're getting a person's take on themselves. They're, they're doing a bit. They're doing an act. And then when you meet them in real life, you realize like, oh, this, this person's an asshole. They're not this <laughs> sweet, nice, funny person that you see in whatever you're watching or consuming. Guess which one of us is the asshole? <laughs> Both of us. Uh, don't lie. Don't lie. That's right. Tell the truth. We are, you are giving you, you eat, Scott. <laughs> I'm not. I'm too old for that. <laughs> 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 but seriously, gross. The thing is, though, like we're ourselves. We are not sugarcoating anything for you. We get to go through our normal lives, and then we come and make a show for you once a week, and with the hopes that. Our dear friend Reddit is going to bring us joy. This has been... And Reddit's uh, been like, fuck joy <laughs> and fuck you. Our whole... I will have none of that. Our whole point, when we started this, what, two and a half years ago now? Yep. The whole point was just have fun and see what Reddit brings us in terms of like a Reddit roulette. And we have been missing a lot of joy just due to the way the world is. But uh, what I'm trying to say is like, this is this is going to be a hard show. There's not much more we can say because we have a situation where kids are dying and there's nothing we can do. Okay. Well, hmm. throughout like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, the, the three days following the shooting... He was just trying to reconcile with how I felt about it, knowing that 
I can't do anything. I think that's what hit me the hardest too. You immediately feel this wave of depression knowing how helpless you are. I can't and I will never. And I hope I never ever have to feel what anybody who's gone through something like this has, you know, is going through, has to endure for the rest of their lives. Was there any particular post on Reddit that stood out to you as particularly troublesome, thought-provoking, something that hit you hard? I have not watched any of the live videos. I've only read news reports about this story. I haven't been able to watch the uh, the cops outside preventing the parents from going in. Uh, I haven't been able to watch any of the interviews with parents or people who are around there just I can't do it I I can't emotionally handle that that weight right now I am <laughs> I'm too fragile to watch that stuff because number one it is devastating it's devastating on an emotional mental every level just whatever descriptor you can put in front of that it's what it is and number two goes back to what we said at the beginning we are absolutely helpless and we look to the politicians and we know that they're not going to change anything they're they're split right now too close to let anything positive or even like something very small even one little thing that we agree that gun violence is bad you could make that into a, a bill or something and it wouldn't get passed <laughs> Somebody would say it says like guns and somebody would say, eh, yeah, we need guns to fight wars. You know, somebody would just use that argument. It's how messed up we are. There was a post. I didn't see it until today. And I think for me, it was one that as I finally reached that point where I felt like I can start reconciling my emotions, right? Compartmentalizing them into like, I feel this, I'm helpless. Mm hmm but here's how I'm going to move forward or I'm going to do this action to try and better myself. I read this post. It was a, a tweet and I, I can't find it. I've been looking for it that said, just a reminder, a parent drove to the school, attempted to run into the school, got put in handcuffs, broke out of the handcuffs, got into the school, rescued their two children and got out of the school before any of the police officers went inside. Yeah. And I I kept telling myself, like, what's what's one of the main reasons I wouldn't want to have children? If, if, like, pros and cons list, to me, the fact that there isn't an opportunity to protect your children I mean, when you let them go. You could homeschool them. Sure. I have some opinions about that. I think our <laughs> prior guests would disagree with me, but I think you set them up for failure in many ways by doing that. And I don't think privatizing school is any better. Clearly, Florida, you got that one wrong. Did you see that post today? No. Florida school district, there's one county that fully privatized their schools. And this year, 18% of their third graders, 18% of third graders passed the national reading exam. Oh, wow which is the worst in in the nation's history followed prior to 
a 28% score by that same school the prior year. (laughs) That's some pretty uh, strong evidence. So I just, I don't know if there's anything that can be done to fully protect them. Even homeschooling, I think, leaves them at risk for other reasons. Yeah, we we run the risk of uh, just not being able to socialize. Right. Which is its own dead end, if you think about it. We've said we've said this in past episodes. Do we think that as our millennial age group and younger gets old enough to oust the current political pundits, do you think that we just have to wait it out? As shockingly sad as that may seem. No, I still don't think it even fixes it at this point. I think there's too many people who are our age that are also being split by the current situation that they're just going to lean a little bit harder one way or the other and not really focus on compromise now prove me wrong kids but you're not seeing too much evidence i don't think that you and i should necessarily go into what's right and what's wrong or statistics in any way because we're idiots uh so <laughs> whereas i think we should start a podcast where we do just that <laughs> <laughs> stay tuned have, for I what's have... right and what's wrong with scott and willie coming this fall it's a mini series because it'll get canceled <laughs> real fast okay but i want to leave you with my opinion uh, on white people twitter this week there was something that said literally any other hobby and ben rosen says and i agree with this opinion wholeheartedly Listen, there are responsible gun owners who just enjoy hunting. And I want to make it clear that I don't care at all. They can literally find any other hobby. There's lots of things. Lots of things out there. Dungeons and Dragons. Sports card collecting. Uh, Masturbation. (laughs) For some people, that's not even a hobby. It's a job. Statistically speaking, all of these mass shootings have been male. So... Maybe a hobby is women. Go to male fashion advice. Learn how to talk to women. Maybe that's maybe that's what our podcast needs to be about: teaching men how to talk to somebody that they're interested. Nope, we're gonna fail at that too. (laughs) Get lucky, kids. Roll a twenty-sided die. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and roll a d20 now. Scott, I'm not bullshitting you. I just rolled a twenty. A nat twenty. All right. Here's what you do. You go onto their Instagram DM and you say, I thought we should take this off Tinder and just see what happens. According to one Reddit post this week, this comedian said he he sent a message to somebody who he matched with on Tinder. And she responded with, that's so funny. I don't have a Tinder. I have a boyfriend. So he was getting catfished. But... What he thought was going to be hilarious is that he would just start messaging girls exactly this. And he was he was actually having a lot of good success with it until he got hit with somebody that said, this is kind of creepy. I don't have a Tinder. Can you send me the profile? So he had to quickly create a profile on Tinder from that girl's Instagram. And lo and behold, the fake tinder profile that he created started getting matches like crazy oh, gross. <laughs> really yeah so what he did is he said hey why don't we meet 
this Thursday at this comedy show. <laughs> so he's saying this to the audience and he goes, so there's about 10 dudes in the audience right now who think they're about to meet up with Denise. And to that, I say, I'm sorry, <laughs> but I hope you enjoy the show. <laughs> Do you remember when you were in school, did your parents think anything about you just going to class? I mean, I lived, I lived two blocks away from the, the school. So I just, would walk my parents never thought or at least expressed to me that they had concerns about that i grew up in a probably predominantly white suburb so my parents didn't have any qualms with me just leaving the house from age uh, i don't know 10 8 or 9 even like just walking down a couple blocks to a park in our neighborhood i could go by myself i could just hop on my bike and ride away we moved into a little bit nicer neighborhood around 6th, 7th grade middle school. And me and my friends, we would bike to another city. We grew up in Lakeville, and there was a big Target, Great Land, and a Best Buy in Apple Valley. And so we would get on our bikes, bike all the way over there to go buy CDs. That, the, those were these little, like, glass, plasticky discs with, they, like, a foil on they top? They were, like, mini records, kids. Cause that's and back. Now. You could you could scratch it and it would not stop working again. It, it was really interesting because like you could take the you could take this little mini spaceshipy disc, put it into your computer. There was a space to put it in there, and you could try to download all the stuff. Like it, it was just a file on there. But then the record labels they got really smart. But kids got smarter and just sharpied. This little section around the edge, you could like look at it at the right angle and you could see where like the DRM restriction area was. I did not know. If you were really good, you you could go Sharpie it. And then you could put it in your computer and be like, and download. I never knew that. I I was always able to download stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But the the discs that you had were before that time, Scott. Mm -hmm. (laughs) His were larger. They were called laser discs. And I kept them all on this one folder on my computer called Napster, and I shared it with all my friends around the world. Speaking of, of just stealing content like that, I was in college, and we grew up with Napster. We didn't know as children that this was going to be a bad thing for us to do, but you'd essentially Go just to college? download any. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would download anything you could, anything you could. I remember hitting download and having to then wait. A night. You'd do it at like 9 p.m. You'd wake up in the morning and be like, 66%. We're almost there. This is good progress. We're doing it. And then I got to college. And the University of Minnesota had incredibly fast internet. Like, it, it's faster than gigabit ethernet today. Really? But it was only for the intranet. It was only for the dorm rooms. Oh, okay. So okay. then somebody created their own internal peer-to-peer network that somebody, like, it was... All word of mouth. So you had to get a friend through a friend, get the University of Minnesota email address. You get onto this thing, and then you wanted anything, and everybody. you just went and looked. You looked at a file browser. I mean, everybody like, shared it. I like I could download an entire movie series. I wanted all six of the Star Wars movies at the time. Thirty seconds or less. Thirty seconds. I'm talking unbelievably fast. <laughs> Holy crap! Jeez. Now, it wasn't 1080p because I'm not sure that existed then. Right. So it was just DVD quality. But still, I mean, be honest. What percentage? Like, we're just looking at a pie chart right now. What percentage 
was uh, agricultural based. Uh, corn production at the <laughs> University of Minnesota. They're really known for their agriculture. Sweet and corn. Sweet, sweet corn. Some of it was not sweet. Some of it was real <laughs> gross. I don't know if you un- I don't know if you understand. Feed corn. But while I was in college, there was this thing. All six, seven years? That that you could have two cups. Mm. Or what you could have one cup. Mm. And multiple people liked it. And oh God. So that that was pervasive if you will but yes uh did you ever see the Uh, glass jar one no yeah that was bad it was real bad the tldr here's the simplified version of the glass jar have a seat why don't you (laughs) and then the stone cold give me austin uh intro music give me a little hiccup (laughs) (laughs) yeah those were the good days the good old days speaking of good old days years ago you went to Paris, and you went a few months before I went to Paris. Mm-hmm. Did you yeah. go see the Mona Lisa? Of course. Yes. It was uh, vastly inferior and underwhelming compared to all of the paintings around it. I Do you know what I'm talking about, I was not impressed. Yeah. 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 For those who haven't been, you go into this room in the middle of the Louvre, which is this labyrinth of art. The Amazing, Mona Lisa, beautiful art. If you do a complete 180... The entire rear wall of this room, floor to ceiling, this gigantic mural, hand-painted, you know, several humans tall. And you're like, oh, well, yeah, I guess everybody's trying to see the Mona Lisa because it got a lot of street cred, I guess. But nobody's ever talking about this one. I I, I think I was genuinely impressed with artwork that I could see at the... Minneapolis Institute of Art, mm-hmm. more so than the Mona Lisa. And when we were there years ago, we're talking, what, six, seven years ago at this point? Yeah. Eight? It's been a while. It had a barrier and it had a big sheet of plexiglass over the front of it. So it was behind many walls of protection. I think it's like the uh, Declaration of Independence in National Treasure. Like it goes up and down into a cleaning room of, from time to time. Did you hear what happened recently? I did hear about a story that there was a little uh, kerfuffle in front of the Mona Lisa. So this week, a gentleman (laughs) dressed as an old woman, like Mrs. Doubtfire, got in a wheelchair and wheeled themselves up to the Mona Lisa at the front row and then quickly stood up and smeared a piece of pie. First, first they tried to break the glass. Well, it's bulletproof, you idiot. Just Google it. (laughs) And then they smeared pie on it. In an attempt to get you to think about climate change. What did they yell? Didn't they yell something like, think about the earth? Just just think about the earth, you idiots. Can you imagine a world where we live in, where we could genuinely be worrying about hard problems to solve, like climate change, I un- <laughs> versus what we couldn't think about today? Okay, but I've got my hand right here, folks. I've got in my hand the answer to climate change. It's right here. But in this other hand, I have all of the future Star Wars scripts and a billion dollars. Which one would you like, Willie? All of them. Um, And uh, let me just tell you, there are some naked Jedi in some of these scripts. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. He's distracting me. He's distracting. He's he's getting me. Hold on. Hold on. It's right here. All you have to do is take it. This other one, I'm just going to set it down over here. Which one's naked? Who's naked? Yeah, I mean, you'll have to choose this one to find out. 
There's multiple. Okay, I choose that one. Okay, that's what I thought. This, that's what the entire world does. We think, we think. oh, man, the core temperature of the Earth is rising, and we'll probably die someday. But in the meantime, uh, Obi-Wan and Stranger Things just had their latest debut, so I'm just going to sit down and uh, forget about everything else. That's what we do. And I can't get mad at anybody because I do it too. Did you watch Obi-Wan Kenobi? Yes. Did I watch Stranger so by, Things? Yes. So by the time this episode goes up, there will be the third episode of Kenobi, and you'll still have the first seven episodes of Stranger Things. I've only made it through one episode of Stranger Things. That's all you really need to go through because Jesus. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. First, let me ask you about Kenobi. We're going to spoil this, and I don't even care. If you haven't watched it, just skip. Look at the look at the, the thing. Skip to the next part. What are your thoughts so far of the first two episodes? Honestly, I did not see them going this direction with the story. I won't do too many spoilers because I just don't like to ruin things. But for him to be hiding out, saw that one coming. For totally. him to suddenly have to go on adventures and leave his post did not see that one coming and so i feel like they're just gonna do this like luke's fine i gotta go do these other things now and like he's gonna rush back and see luke's fine and then he's gonna go run off and he's gonna come back and see luke's fine again and uh at the end of the day he'll just sit there and grow old but there's just gonna be a lot of adventure in between it kind of feels like they're building up these moments with kenobi and the small person i can't say those words (laughs) It's little person, uh, can we, Willow. Can we just say Willow Leia? isn't part of this? You can say whatever you want. You can spoil it. I mean, there's it, you're not mightier than thou if I spoil it. Then it's just the <laughs> two of us. <laughs> no, I'm holding on to this one. I am better than you. <laughs> <laughs> See, Willie spoiled it, not me. Scott's your friend, folks. Yeah, so first two episodes, Kenobi's with uh, 10-year-old Leia. I don't... Oh, God, people are going to hate me for this. I don't think she was a good cast or they didn't give her great direction because so far the cinematography is so childish. And if if the point is that they're making this a TV show for children, cool. Yeah. But when you put this serious tone with you knowing that you're going to get a rematch between Darth Vader and Obi-Wan Kenobi and you see the main shot the hero shot of the film is Kenobi about to grab his lightsaber with the red lightsaber from what we can all assume is Darth Vader, which might be this other antagonist. It yeah, it might be any of those inquisitors. What if they never meet? What if that's just a big mm. tease and like the closest they get is very similar to the end of Rogue Squadron? Maybe that's how Anakin discovers that Leia is his child because he doesn't know about Luke right away, right? Or is it that he doesn't know about Leia? I think it's it's never really implied that he knows Leia because this is another crazy thing that I'm trying to figure out. Obi-Wan is trying to watch Luke to see if he starts showing off powers. Leia, mm-hmm. in the first time we meet her, spoiler alert, is already showing off her powers. And if you're supposed to what be... What power does she exhibit? She can like basically read people's feelings. If Darth Vader is supposed to be the you know biggest baddest force, Sith whoever, by the time he meets Leia, he certainly doesn't lead on that he knows anything about her. He just keeps calling her princess, or he's too right. far gone and just doesn't care. Because hmm. that would be also, really cool. That would be so cool. 
Obi-Wan tells him, like, these are your kids. This is the last part mm-hmm. of Padme. And he goes, I have no kids. And like, that's how they part. Interesting. That's free, yeah, Disney. It- that's free. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I have two more things. And, I, and then I want to ask you about Stranger Things. First, Luke's uncle. What's his name? Owen. Owen? It's Owen. Yeah. Okay. So when, when Owen gets the lightsaber to his head, zero tension. Nothing. I felt zero. We want to know why? Because I've seen the other films where the fucker's alive. Yeah. I hate, I absolutely hate films where you know that that person exists Yeah. in yeah. the future. That doesn't build any tension. If you want to build genuine tension in filmmaking, you take a character that doesn't exist. Like that random woman who got her arm chopped off. Mm-hmm. Happens pretty fast. And you make that the tense moment. Or... You, like another person, but not somebody you know to be alive. That There's was zero tension but, in that. But that wasn't for you, Willie. That wasn't for us, the audience. That was to get Obi-Wan's reaction. That was to kind of like say, hey, somebody you know and care about is threatened. And so that's kind of like pulling him back in to becoming the Jedi Master. And then slowly mm. by slowly, he's getting pulled back so that his lightsaber can go from six to midnight. How did you feel about the surprise guest person? We can leave this one. I was so scared he was going to die. I was so afraid. And man, he is still like Disney jacked, isn't he? Super jacked. He had to have filmed this immediately post. <laughs> it, was, it was nice, but like it tied into that whole like lightheartedness that the show is going for. It's kind of like Amy Sedaris in Mandalorian. You know, she's a comedian actor. When he tries to play the hero, I was like, oh, man, please don't die. I am excited to see where it goes. While I have a ton of complaints right now, I'm still going to stick it out. I'll still try to get through the whole thing and we'll see if it's going to be worth it. Now, Scott, I watched only the first episode of Stranger Things. Spoiler alerts. I think there's a lot of teenage feelings. Oh, yeah. I totally get it, right? Elle is trying to discover being a normal human, and Mm -hmm. it sucks. I I felt for her in that first episode. I have some theories for later on in the the series. But how do you feel the first episode, or at at least since you've gone through the whole series? No, No, just the first two episodes first two how are you feeling about it so far i'm in i'm in love and i'm in shock and terror because holy cow the i I won't spoil this the ending of the first episode has me shook as the kids used to say the way i've viewed this whole series is that the first season it's a bunch of young kids the big bad is a scary uh demogorgon monster looks like it's got a flower head right for for some that could be traumatizing but at the end of the day it's kind of supernatural i feel totally. like as the kids have grown up the dangers have gotten stronger and more real and more terrifying more strange yeah <laughs> the one thing i was not ready for was how violent they've immediately went like z- 0 to 60 in 0.1 seconds Oh, if you're if you're still reeling 
emotionally because of um, the shooting in Texas, do skip the first five minutes of episode one. Jet, you, how fucked up is this, by the way? That that they had to put a disclaimer. I know Netflix had to put a disclaimer saying that if you are triggered by anything that's happened recently, uh, fair warning. This this show starts off in a horrific way. Yeah. So j- j- that's it. That's what you're. That's what you're trying to avoid. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not like one for one. It's not a school shooting situation. But there is a scene that it's kind of pivotal. It's totally pivotable. I uh, pivotable. Yep. It, I have no. I'm leaving it. I'm leaving it in there. Well, fuck it. We're live. Uh, did you notice that one of the key pivotal themes of episode one is them completing a Dungeons and Dragons game? But remember, uh, have we never seen them complete one? No, no, no. But remember a couple episodes back when I was telling you how basically each season is the game. Interesting. They go right at it. Like they don't even mix words in the first couple episodes. They're like, this is the, you're in the game. So it's, it's going to be revealed at the end. Cause I think they said they're only going to do five seasons that we've really been living through a giant Jumanji game. <laughs> and that's what stranger things has been. I'm so excited about this. I think it's one of the shows that we got done with the first episode and my partner was like, can, before you go home, can we watch something lighthearted and we had to put on some like dumb rom-com? So it really gets dark and I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah. I, this is as scary as a show I will watch because <laughs> I mean, like 90% is not what the ending of episode one is. Cause if, if it was the other way around, I, I would not watch the show. Do you think episode two is an episode that I can endure if I were to watch it tonight? A hundred percent. There, the 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 terror, the the evil monster, big bad, whatever you want to call it, is very present in episode two. So if you think you're getting a reprieve from episode one, <laughs> think again. <laughs> <laughs> and no. <laughs> it's sometimes good. It's sometimes not. It's time for ups and down votes with Willie and Scott. Scott, what's something you do when you've had a really sad week? I like to just throw a nice comfy blanket over myself, lay back on a pillow, and stare through everything (laughs) into the dark void that awaits us all. How about you? Art. Oh, I like art. (laughs) (laughs) My upvote this week is from the subreddit Unexpected. And take a look at this amazing, amazing piece of art. All right, we've got a cowboy and he's on a horse and we're zooming in. We see another cowboy and he's apparently got a hole in him because he's got shot by another cowboy. And we're zooming in. He's somehow wearing glasses in the Wild West. That doesn't make any sense, but we're still zooming. And we see another cowboy who's got another hole in his chest. And we see a heart and there's a small hole in the heart, which is probably a genetic condition. But it's going in and it's like a James Bond. And we're back to the original cowboy and the horse. The creativity on this to me is awesome. And do you think any of it's real or do you think this is all... Fancy faked editing. Yes. Where where's the cut, man? Where is it? I don't know. I it's it's like a magician. He's just too good. I we've got some friends who are actual artists who use Procreate a little bit more than us, so maybe they could explain if this could actually happen. Because the, if you can do it like this, the file size has to be enormous. <laughs> My upvote of the week is this incredible speech from a Florida high school class president 
who was told by his school that he would have his microphone cut if he said a specific word. So, during his commencement speech, he replaced that word with something he could say. That is why I must discuss a very public part of my identity. This characteristic has probably become the first thing you think of when you think of me as a human being. As you know, I have curly hair. <laughs> I used to hate my girls. I spent mornings and nights embarrassing them, trying desperately to straighten this part of who I am. It's another one of those examples of just the shitty, shitty world we live in here in America. But I love what this student did. I I love just talking about his curly hair, something mm -hmm. just objective, and making a point about it. And I think it was crystal clear what he was saying. I wonder, was there any backlash from this event? Did that student get reprimanded or called out? Or did it just... It turns out it's a little bit more nuanced than what this post leads on. It, the school didn't actually tell him he couldn't say that word. But mm. according to the, the actual speaker, it said a few days ago, my principal called me into the office and informed me that if my graduation speech referenced my activism or role as a plaintiff in a lawsuit, the school administration was going to cut off the microphone and the speech and halt the ceremony. Well, good on you, kid. I think we're probably going to see some pretty amazing stuff coming from this person in the future. Scott, you and I have been known to play a lot of video games. One or two. Is there anything that happens in games that just infuriates you? It's like one of those core things that you say, anytime this comes up, this is the worst. This needs to be different. Anything that involves a stomping mechanic. How can he stomp? <laughs> <laughs> How does he stomp? <laughs> That's true. That is the thing that happens in Destiny. You're like, this creature is flying. <laughs> How does this make any sense? It doesn't. It just doesn't. Ugh. Well, mine, Scott, is when you're in one of those games where it's like, get in the chopper, we need to go, and you need to escort somebody, and they're just like, it's Sunday? It's after church. We'll get there one day. <laughs> I know you just rescued me from this giant Dracula monster, but hey, why don't we just take our time? My final upvote of the week comes from Como News. And it is, yeah, it's just a little bit of humanity that we needed this week. It's an anonymous donor has paid for all of the funeral expenses for the shooting victims of Uvalde. The governor, who announced that an anonymous donor paid for all 19 children and two adults, all of their funeral expenses. And he said that we appreciate the anonymous donor for their generosity and we will ensure that those resources get into the right hands. He also said that uh, mental health services will be available to anybody affected by this. I'm assuming he means just the families directly affected by it. But it's just good to see that, number one, this isn't something that they have to think about. Everything's just taken care of. Mm -hmm. And number two, the person who did this doesn't want any credit for it. They're just doing what is the right thing and helping these folks go through what is mini rant just Unthinkable. real real mini rant what you just said right there willie can you repeat it again because i talked unthinkable you. unthinkable <sighs> we've had 
over a week to process this. And this was the one thing that I had to basically choke on the whole time is that I knew what was going to be said. I knew it was going to come from both sides, from all sides. People were going to use these, the same words we've heard countless times, unthinkable, unimaginable, but that's just not true. (laughs) It's so not true anymore. We can imagine this happening. We've already imagined the next one. We can think about it. We've thought about it over the past 10. By the time this episode goes up, there's most likely going to be another mass shooting. There was one in between uh, that last shooting and when we recorded today, uh, Monday evening. We can't use these words anymore. You can't use unimaginable. You can't use them. We're past that. This is America. In other countries where this doesn't happen, yeah, sure. Go ahead. That makes sense. But here, it's going to happen again. We all know it. So stop using... Stop it. Just knock it off. Until it gets better, you can't use unimaginable. You can't use unthinkable. Because we're all thinking about it. I hope everybody listening to this show is as frustrated as we are. Not not because of us, but just because of the situation that we're in. Thanks for listening. We will see you next week. <laughs>